Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo and welcome to Music is Not a Genre's Podfast. Yeah, oh God, that is not the greatest flavor. I, again, do not have time for that mess. There's a reason why I'm doing a podcast again this week after only a couple of weeks, podcast number nine. I have been super, super busy. I've been working on a bunch of different projects, but primarily Rex's new album, as you heard in the last main episode. I guess that was last week, wasn't it? And so I didn't have time to prepare a full podcast episode yet again. And by the way, those of you who are just listening, again, my apologies. You're missing some wonderful graphics here and some action. And I was eating the PodFast uh, logo, the text, as it came by because I, again, just didn't feel like being attacked by it as I have been almost every single PodFast. I don't have time for it, especially this week. So let's get to the topic. And that is time bias. This ain't called pod past. And so I bring up the fact that I'm working on a new rec album for a, a, a couple of reasons. One, I'm very excited about it. And the more work I do on it, the more excited I get about it. Every time I get to the next song, I'm almost on the fifth song now. And there's going to be quite a few more. It just comes out exactly how I've been hearing it in my head and the plan that I have to lay out the entire thing is just coming out so well. But the second reason that I have mentioned this is because uh, I've been around a long time. You know, you probably could not even guess how long I have been producing recorded music and writing and writing songs. Forget that. You probably couldn't even guess that. If you can guess it, I'll give you a free CD if uh, you still use those uh, any of those numbers, if you can guess them. And and at the same time, Rec has, itself has been around for almost 20 years. Take a look at this. Let's see. Am I pointing right? Yes, right above my finger. Rec Collection, the best of Rec, 2007 to 2020. We actually started in 04, so next year will be the 20th anniversary. We're going to do some special concerts for that. And, uh, of course, the new album will be out before then, so it'll be exciting to you know, tour for that and to play for that. And there's And yet, and yet... Rec still puts out new music. Now, at this point, Rec is what I say it is because uh, band members have come and gone. It's mainly me, but there are other people who collaborate here and there, which I always love. And even though I love things about the past, I love nostalgia, I love going over old work. Like I love listening to old songs I've done and seeing how they stand the test of time or not, or what I think about them today. Uh, and even music, of course, old music that I love, you know, I'll pull out uh, playlist, old albums on, you know, whatever service that I'm using and enjoy listening to that stuff. I love all that, but I don't live there. 
I don't live there as a consumer, as a listener, and I do not live there as an artist. I am always hungry to create and release and share uh, new music, new graphic design, new podcasts, uh, weekly podcasts. Uh, the special thing about this year, season five, and the reason why I'm doing so many pod fasts and retrospectives and things like that is that I have decided that because things are going better, and, uh, you know, stepping up, I'm part of the Pantheon Network and all of that. I love those people. I will not be taking more than two weeks off of the year as far as sharing these. Of course, I'll take time off, but I'll advance, you know, how it is production behind the scenes. But instead of what I had been doing previous seasons, which I'd go about 40-ish weeks and then take the summer off. Last year, I added some podcasts in between to, to kind of keep you excited I'm not going to skip a week like that. I might, well, I'm again, I might skip a couple of weeks between season five and season six, but otherwise I'm giving it to you every single week. So that's some programming changes and things like that. But that's because I like to create new things. I like to talk about new things. I like to talk about the old stuff too, but in new ways. And that's kind of what music is not a genre does. It bridges the gap between the old and the new, between rock and hip hop, between pop and jazz and and all of these things it's that's the idea of this podcast it's one of the main ideas now the reason why i called this episode time bias uh this ain't called pod past is because you know i'll say this it sounds like a like a pretty you know uh, self-evident platitude or affirmation but life is now the past doesn't actually exist the future doesn't actually exist. Neither of those will ever exist unless you believe in time travel and the multiverse and, and or, you know, astral projection or whatever. And that's wonderful. I hope, I hope that's all true. So that means if you are not living now, you're not really living. You're not, you're not really living. I sort of did an episode of this last season that I, I might have been something the season before. I can't remember when it was, but I talked about, you know, uh, some version of this. But I'm bringing it up again because it's come to my attention so many times lately that this is where people live, that it really started to rankle me. It started to really get to me. And I needed to, yeah, I mean, disclaimer here. This is a good old fashioned Let's do that again. Take two, and I'm not editing that out. Disclaimer here, this is a good old-fashioned bitch fest. I will be, you know, hopefully charming and kind about it, but I'm kind of bitching, and I'm giving myself the opportunity to do this bitching because this is something that gets me all the time. Now, I don't think I'm unique, but I do think that there aren't that many people I know uh, in my circle, friends and family, etc., who approach things the way I do, which is to say that I would love to be able to quote old film, you know, quotes. And I mean old anywhere from five years ago to 50, whatever, years ago. I'd love to be able to remember uh, television episodes, whole cloth, uh, you know, the stories, the whatever, the funny lines, all that stuff. The reason why I don't is not just because my memory is selective, like most people's, but it's because I do not rewatch stuff very often. Uh, something I may 
change in the future, unless I'm watching it with someone who hasn't seen it before, but I want them to see it, then yeah, I'm going to rewatch that. That's kind of the share tingles thing like that episode. Um, but otherwise I do not do that because I like to live in the now. I like to keep finding things that, that are a or B in either in my wheelhouse that I know I'll already like, or that will challenge me to open up something new either or, but that have just been created something in the last, you know, two weeks to couple of years or whatever it is. I'm always on the lookout, whether it's books or movies or television or especially music for the new, for the new. I don't shun the old. I never will. I don't think anyone should. I think that's as bad as shunning the new, you know, in its own way. But I am always keeping my heart and mind open to absorb new things and to have them affect me possibly in the way that old things have, which is why it gets me so, so much when people are so hardline about let's, let's do it. You know, I don't think, yeah, age is just a number, but there are certain things that correlate with certain ages. So you could say, generally speaking, that a young person is listening to new music. Many of them aren't interested in older music at all and don't care and think that it's not as good as new music. Okay. Uh, We know being older that that will probably at some point change. But we also know being older that what they consider new now is going to be old at some point too, which is a key point that I'm going to bring up later, that repetition of things. And, and then the other side of it is, as you get older, there, most people, and certainly, not again, not everybody, but the generalization is that you look to the past for the things that you think are the best. And that's where, that's where I get this idea of time bias. If you're younger and think that the, the past is crap, nothing good ever came out of it. If you're older and think everything that's happening now or that's happened in the last several years or decades even is never going to stand up to the things that you loved when you were younger, that you grew up with. Those are both time biases. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And I'm a part of a lot of music forums and uh, groups and things like that all over the you know, internet and certainly groups of friends and people I talk, you know, off the side. Some of those are about people either creating new music. Hey, listen to some new thing that I put out or a video or whatever it is. And I love that. Some are also about artists who have been around for a while, but who continue to release new material. Uh, you, you know, U2 is a great example. Red Hot Chili Peppers is another good example. Just artists who've been around for decades, but who are still putting out new material in as vibrant a way as they ever have, you know, in my, in my estimation. And there are people on those forums who get excited about the new stuff. But those are the exceptions. By far, the most common type of forum and type of person that I run into are people who, who glorify the past. And I'm going to get into a couple of ways that they do that very quickly because it's a podcast. It's very fast. And or it's a mix of those people, but it's an unbalanced mix. You get the the people who respect the now, the things that are happening, you know, more recently, whether that is with older artists or just brand new material and new artists or stuff that, again, they're creating themselves or that other friends and colleagues in the music industry are creating. That's a much, much smaller percentage than the people who revere and glorify the past uh, to the detriment of the present. And to them, the present can be, any again, anywhere from now to the last couple of years or decades. And so, I, you know, you come across a lot of that. And being the kind of person I am who doesn't like to do that, who likes to, you know, try my best to live in the now, but, you know, even going past the the philosophy crap to enjoy everything that I've enjoyed from the past, even discover new things from the past that I hadn't heard before. Like I just watched that uh, documentary, Fanny, The Right to Rock. Fanny's the all-female rock band that was pioneering in the late 60s, 70s, and that fell off the face of the earth, and now they're back together, et cetera, et cetera. Look it up. It's old music. But it's stuff that I hadn't heard before and it was great to discover. And I do all that. And I listen to old Beatles and old Prince and old U2 and old whatever, you know, old jazz, a lot, a lot of that. 
But I also always leave time for, and I would say most of my listening is new stuff. I have a list on my phone, which I can't hold out to you because that's what's recording this video. But then I have a phone here and I'm checking. Yeah. In my notes it says music and there's a list, two lists. One is I call it all shit. It's the stuff I hadn't heard before. Porcupine tree, whatever, you know, Voivod. That was when I was trying to, you know, expand my knowledge of progressive rock. Uh, and then new shit. And that's things like I talked about in the last podcast, like Bully or this band Wednesday or doing kind of a newish form of grunge and things like that. Certainly new pop and new hip hop. Uh, I like Tyler, the creator's new uh, single, Sorry, Not Sorry. I think that's really cool and fun. Uh, and I love the lyrics. And again, most of what I listen to on a regular basis is that stuff, unless I'm doing a chronography, which is my word of, you know, listening to an artist's entire uh, primary catalog in chronological order. I'll set some time aside for that when the spirit moves me or when I'm doing research for a podcast. But again, most of what I do is listen to new music. And yes, I understand that's unusual. A man of my age, a person of my age, usually you get past a certain age and that's different for everyone. And I talked about this in the episode that I discussed this in, which I wish I could remember the name of, but that could be, you know, you could be in your 20s, you could be 30, you could be 40, it could be when you start having kids, it could be into your 40s. Uh, I like to think it's never or could potentially be never, but there's a point in most people's lives where they just stop absorbing new stuff for one reason or another. And some of those reasons I'll talk about. And that I don't think will ever be me. It's never been in my nature to just say I'm done with things. Uh, and that, and that's because, and this is a good, I think a, an important reason, one of my conclusions is that I think a lot of people like to live or exist in many emotional ways in, in terms of what they consume in the past because they fear getting older. They fear the world moving on without them. They fear that it's that sense of things being overwhelming and so much happening that you can't keep up with it. And where was the world that you knew? Which has been a common feeling since forever but especially in the last couple of hundred years when things have been moving much more quickly than they did in the previous centuries. And I understand that. But then you're choosing to just say, well, I'm going to forget what's happening now. And like I say in the text, this cuts across more than just music. It cuts across social and political issues, et cetera, et cetera, gender identity and sexuality, whatever. Uh, and exist in a world that you think existed when you were younger, when really the world that you're creating is is uh, only a facsimile of what existed then. You know, facsimile, the long word for facts, which I hear some of those fax machines still exist. And that's, I don't think that's a great way to live. I think that that's giving up. I think that that's saying, I don't really... I don't really appreciate anything about this new world or not enough about it, about the current world to live in it for real. So I'm just going to live in the past in as many ways as I possibly can, you know, and I understand that feeling. But to me, and then so there's a comfort there. There's a sense of uh, safety. There's a sense of, well, I can continue to live the way I live and be who I am, etc. But I take the other way around, which is it would scare me more to get stuck in, in a place that doesn't exist anymore. It would scare me more to be so nostalgic 
for everything that I loved in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever, that I get stuck there and cease to grow and cease to absorb new things and cease to change and cease to be connected to this world, that would make me feel older. That would, to me, make me old. Because, you know, age, again, isn't, you know, there's whatever. Chronological age and physical age and emotional age and intellectual age and all that. I don't, I don't prefer to handle my fear by retreating. I, I prefer to handle my fear by advancing. And again, cuts across more than just music. So some ways in which people have this time bias, I'm going to go through them quickly because, you know, pod fast. Uh, an artist's older material is far superior to their newer stuff. I hate this. Because while it may be true that things converged in a way to, uh, for let's say, the, the sound and style of music and the zeitgeist and then the artist's work that made them popular and revered and successful and at the top of their game, quote unquote, that doesn't in any way mean that stuff that they recorded primarily, maybe before, but primarily after that is lesser. There might be way, you know, they might have changed course, et cetera, et cetera. They, They might do completely different things that make it seem like it's even hard to compare. But for the most part, artists tend to do similar things throughout their careers. And I have found doing chronologies, and this is true for any artist that continues to create vibrantly, not that becomes a tribute of themselves or, you know, is honestly a different band because so many members have changed, but who continue to create vibrantly. I have found you can find as much good stuff in their later work in many ways, more mature or more nuanced or whatever, or simpler in some ways than you can in their earlier work. It's just that the spotlight isn't on it anymore. So it makes it seem like it's lesser. So you need to put your, you know, head back up your ass. If you believe that only an artist's older work is their good stuff. I, I it's just YouTube forum. Cause I did, I've done these YouTube, you know, podcasts recently and I've been on them and it's some guy said, they haven't put out anything good in a couple of decades. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And if you're listening with open ears and, and, and heart and mind, you will know that they have put out some amazing songs, amazing music in general in the last even 10 years. Uh, so that that's something, that's one way I find that this happens. Another way, saying that music of an earlier era in general, is far superior to today's music. They can't beat the classics attitude. It That's not just showing your age. That's showing just an uncontrollable bias because I've talked about this before. It's never true that one era's music is objectively superior to another. It's different. There might be things that are emphasized more in one era or decade than in another, but it doesn't make it better or worse. And have your opinion. Don't pass off your opinion as some objective fact that you could support in any possible way by, uh, you know, by evidence and by actual some kind of, I don't know, controlled experiment or analysis, because it's not going to that's not going to happen. Completely shutting out music after a certain period is another way. I talked about this guy before, and that's why I thought this podcast was worth doing, and that is. People get tired or scared of stuff after a certain point in their lives, like I mentioned, but this one guy I work with whose name, you know, I will not mention, his first name is Mike, 
said no new music, uh, no music after 1990 is worth listening to. And he stopped listening to that. And you can tell in his complete demeanor, not just in his musical tastes, but in the way he conducts his life. I don't know his political or social views that well, but there is often a correlation between being that ridiculously shut off and conservative about music and then being ridiculously shut off and conservative about the issues that are swirling around us today and that have been with us since forever, but we are again at a place where we're trying to tackle them at the forefront. Now that it just it reveals uh, just layers of prejudice, just absolutely layers of prejudice. Uh, another way, racism masking as time bias. I, I read a thread uh, in, in February, it was a February, yeah, about Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show. And it was basically a bunch of white guys complaining about how it wasn't good music. It wasn't, it was a good spectacle, but it wasn't good music. And that it couldn't live up to halftime shows of the past or real musicians doing real music and all that stuff. And that to me, then they mentioned Prince and say, yeah, Prince was good. Prince was good just to show that they're quote unquote, not racist or sexist or ageist, or whatever it is that's motivating this this ridiculous claim that, A, Rihanna's music isn't good, because there's a ton of her stuff that I absolutely love, and it is objectively good, I think, whether you like it or not. It's, it tastes again, but objectively, it's good. And then saying that, unless it's organic instruments doing organic music or whatever other thing, then it's not, you know, then it's not good music or a good show, you're showing every bias that you have there. Uh, it doesn't, again, doesn't just, it's not just about music. It's not. None of this is. Uh, racism masking as music criticism. I've mentioned this before. It's old news. Rap isn't music that people say that because it's missing certain elements or punk isn't worthy music because it doesn't whatever. I can't stand people who talk about chops and who think that the only way to be good at your instrument is to be this technically proficient wizard when there's such a thing as subtlety and nuance and knowing when less is more and knowing how to use your instrument and how to how to use it in 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 the context of other instruments and whether it's live or recorded is is a skill that a, a, not a lot of shredders have frankly but it is a skill that surpasses technical proficiency you can have it as well but that to me that's that's like saying and I say it's racism, it's other things too, but I'll, I'll lean it towards that, that, oh, well, you know, there's, there's not enough uh, melody in hip hop or there's not enough instrumentation or it's just loops or whatever. Don't, don't claim that this is just about the music. Do not. Uh, or it could be racism, sexism, whatever, not even masked at all. I was on a Stone Temple Pilots forum because I did an episode about them last year, and it disappointed me how many meathead white dudes were on there who had some pretty heinous views about the world. And a friend of mine was like, why would you be surprised? You know, it's hard rock, it's whatever, grunge or whatever you want to call it, post-grunge. And I thought about that and I was like, man, when I discovered that music, it was opening up new worlds to me, so I associated it with more freedom and more inclusion and more acceptance. But if you think about it, 
that type of music, whether it's from the 90s and grunge or 80s hair metal and heavy metal or 70s hard rock and, and all of that stuff, has often been associated with meathead white dudes. And it just surprised me because that's not my personal experience. You know, it's rock, which great. And unless you're, you know, Kid Rock or Ted Nugent and you clearly have open, you know, conservative views along with your music, you're making music for everybody. And my assumption is, and it's true, everyone loves that music. Every type of person loves that music, men, women, whatever. It might lean more in one direction, but it really got me that there was so many, you know, let's just say it, meatheads. You know, when rock music has been made by people of all kinds, just all kinds, we know that rock came from African-American people and music and, and was co-opted. And, you know, some of that has been corrected, but not that much. We know it continues to be made by people of all races and ethnicities and genders all across the board. So careful, you know, don't be careful, whatever. Say whatever you, you have the right to say everything you want. And anything you want. Nobody's going to censor you, but be prepared for the consequences, meaning responses of people. That's not a threat. It's you say something, people are going to respond to it. Be prepared for that. Okay, just be prepared. You you have the right to say anything you want. Uh, Perspective bias. And that is uh, like in, uh, what's his name? Uh, The the Prince and Dickens novel, or novel, the, the book that I reviewed where he believes that Prince's later stuff isn't that good. To me, it's it's hard to judge more recent stuff in light of older stuff because older stuff has already been, you know, uh, picked apart and has lived with us. So we understand it. We understand it in its context, out of context. That's hard to do with newer things. So I, I call that perspective bias. Some conclusions, time bias, rarely just about music. It's usually connected to other biases, racism, ageism, sexism, elitism in a musical sense, like with technical chops and stuff like that, or people having a closed mind or heart, emotions, you know, fear of aging, the world passing you by, fear of loss of self, except when it is just about music. It doesn't always correlate. There are people out there who don't like new music, but who happen to have, you know, amazingly uh, uh, progressive views in every other facet of life. So it's not always a one-to-one correlation. I think it often is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I always love it when people do that. Uh, Agree with me, too. I love it when people do that, too. So, you know, sometimes it's about nostalgia for significant times in your life or the comfort, you know, zone and safety or just a genuine love for that music, you know. Now, are there solutions? It's up to you. Do you want there to be solutions? If you don't, then that's fine. Keep listening to what you're listening to. And I guess I'll see you when you die because you're not really experiencing much of the world as it exists now. But if you do, if you wonder, if you've always thought, "Ah, I wish I could get into new music, but there's so much of it. I don't know where to start. Believe it or not, it's part of the mission of MXG here, no hand gestures, to integrate, to show how the new is so totally related to the old, to give context that connects stuff you know with stuff you don't know, to make it easier to get into new things that might at first seem foreign. You know, so here's what I say. Pick one song that you like. And it's like, and then find the song on a, you know, playlist or YouTube or whatever and see what the suggestions are. If you like this, then you'll like this type of thing. Or read an article that says, if you like Led Zeppelin, you might like Greta Van Fleet, whatever it is, you know, and listen to that one new thing. Do it five times. 
a maximum of five times. I guarantee you, if you are actually listening and not coming in saying, I'm not going to like anything, forget it. You, one of those five things, you'll be like, oh, I actually kind of like this. It reminds me of something that I already like, that I, that I already understand. Then take that one, if it's only one, and let it lead you down that path. What else can, of new in the last five, ten years even, can it show you, can it play for you that's similar to the thing that you already like? And what you'll find is it's less overwhelming to take it a step at a time. It's not actually as hard as you think to get involved with new music because you don't have to listen to all of it. I certainly don't and can't and no one can. There's enough out there and, and that if you narrow it down to things that sound like things that you like and start there, you will find that that will lead to threads of both new music and old music you hadn't heard before that you will absolutely love. And, and then it's easy because then it's just little steps, you know, journey of a thousand miles, whatever. That's way to tackle the big problems and break it down into steps. Uh, now, yes, respect the past always. Never... I don't like anybody who disrespects the past. I always try with my kids to introduce them to older music so they understand there's some amazing and great stuff. I had a long car trip with my son, Colin, back from Cleveland Institute of Music, and we listened to U2 and some other old things that I happened to have on a playlist. And he really dug the song Bad and how high Bono was singing and everything. He's such into the vocals, you know, he really breaks them down. I think it's possible to respect both the uh, past and the present. I just do. I think I think that it's a more vibrant world when you can. And you're shutting off any part of yourself, denying the past, that's a psychological problem that you have to deal with. As a person, I think that can often manifest in your musical tastes. You know, and there's such a thing as youth bias as well, that you think that only the things that are more recent are any good. So, you know, Yes, it's true. Most of my heart artists are whole, are older bands. Heart artists, another MXG term. Look it up. But I always keep my heart and mind open to finding more. And that's the big thing. That to me, that's the big thing. That's the way to integrate is to just stay open. Stay open as a person for in every way. And you will find that the things that you thought were scary or overwhelming, not so much, you know. And if you can't do any of that, then at least don't try to defend your position with specious reasoning. Don't. Admit it's an opinion unsupportable by analysis or facts or actual perspective. Just admit it. Just say, eh, you know, that's what I like, what I don't like. I don't listen to this. I don't like that. Don't try to objectively say, you know, Rihanna's music is worse than the, you know, Who's music or whoever else played a halftime show. Just admit that it's your opinion, because opinions are fine, as long as you don't try to pass them off as facts. And remember that every generation was once young and complained about things not being as good as they were when they were younger. And remember that when whatever era you currently reside in, because it's not the present, if you're, if you're not, you know, if you reject anything that I've said, that era, say you grew up in the 80s, there were people in the 80s way older than you, couldn't stand music from the 80s or 70s or maybe even 60s. So now you're that person. You have grown older and you're that person. If that's who you want to be, wonderful. But admit it. Just admit it. And, and please, you'll never hear me comment on these things online because I don't find it worth it to have conversations like that, especially because it gets, gets me so head up. 
In an effort to help illustrate this, the song I'm choosing for this episode is the actual theme song of the regular Music is Not a Genre episodes. I always give a credit at the end uh, in text, Wake Up High from the album originally Synergy for the Weird, but also on Rec Collection, the best of Rec 2007 to 2020. You see me pointing at it. Boom, right there. And if you don't see me pointing at it, you'll see, you go look for the graphic. I have a link there. It's streaming everywhere as well. But the reason I chose this song is because it has a sound that is reminiscent of a few other eras, 1978 to 82 post-punk, in excess from the 80s, 90s power pop, 2000s music, which itself was hearkening back to the very early 80s. That's the main reason I picked this to show you that if you like that older stuff, you might be open to liking this song. And I'm, and again, and the second reason is it's I'm finally on an episode giving you the full theme song for Music Is Not A Genre in just a couple of seconds. Let me know what you think. I, I hope this really got you fired up because I'm so fired up about this this topic and I can't really let it go. And I want to keep having conversations about this because as always here, my objectives are music, conversation, and connection. Thank you, this podfast. And uh, one second. And I'll talk to you next week.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.